Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Coach Unplugged. So excited you decided to join us today. Before I jump into the podcast, go over and leave a five-star review. We really love those reviews. Leave some comments. I read all of them, and we would really appreciate that. But before we get started, I would definitely want to give a big shout-out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market, bar none. Um, mention Coach Unplugged. You get $450 off, and you'll get the best customer service you'll ever expect. Um, just mention Coach Collins, and they'll take really good care of you. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It is the it is the one-stop shop for basketball coaches. It's something... You know, when I started teachups.com, it was, uh, it, it was something, it was, it was what I would have wanted as a young coach before, you know, all the, the state championships and all the nationally ranked teams that I've coached. Um, and not to brag, just to, to kind of tell um, kind of my journey, I would have killed for this stuff because it would have made my life so much easier, a little bit of everything that you need to become a better basketball coach. And we are the only people out there that offer 14 day free trial because we believe in it so much. Um, follow the roadmap, work on your craft and um, you get me one-on-one mentoring. So I can't imagine anything better than that. I don't know. Um, anyway, go over and check it out and let's head off to the podcast. Hello coaches and welcome. Hope you guys are having an amazing day. We have a special guest today, Mary Vollmer. She's a former player and quasi-coach, I guess we could say. You haven't fully committed yet 100%, but she has a son who plays and she helps out on his team. Uh, Mary is also a professor at St. Mary's College where she teaches English and and a few other subjects, author, what else? Yeah. Wife, mother. Yeah, yeah. Well, I took a job recently in February as the um, uh, mission fellow for athletics, which is kind of like a chaplaincy position. So That's I work with the NCAA athletes and some of the club teams too, 
on on balance and spiritual wholeness. And as a former D1 athlete, I had a lot of struggles with that and have subsequently learned a great deal about helping myself, also helping artists because I'm a novelist. So I spent the last probably 10 years of uh, trying to help artists and writers find a balance that, that contributes to their art, but also acknowledges the wholeness of their being. And so I'm trying to bring that now to NCAA college athletes. And it's been a a real joy. And of course, the crossover, the youth sports is completely um, transparent. I've coached the CYO boys at uh, Santa Monica's, my son and and a bunch of others. And also help out wherever I can without being an annoyance as well. Um, And and so I've learned bringing a lot of the things that I've learned about contemplative prayer, about meditation, um, some of Phil Jackson's philosophies of team building and athlete building. If you hear something in the distance, that's my nephew who's singing a very strange song loudly. So it's exciting. It's exciting to be here. It's exciting to come back into basketball after spending most of my youth in in compelled by nothing else and coming back now as a teacher and an author and a coach to have a a broader perspective on what maybe I wish I had had (laughs) as a young athlete and what maybe we can offer as coaches now to our young athletes. Well, yeah, and, and let's dive into that right away because I think you do bring a unique perspective. You played obviously played high school, played college. Now you're helping uh, D1 athletes with their time while they get to play. And I think you hit on a very important subject is instilling knowledge that you wish you had during your playing days. And I guess what are you sharing with your athletes? If you had three takeaways like uh, for uh, aspiring college athletes, what would that, what would you say to them? What are you saying to them, really? Well, the aspiration itself is worth the pursuit. And I think the misconception is that you have to attain some goal. And the goal is important. But the goal is a means of achieving some kind of wholeness that you otherwise wouldn't have done without it. So, and what I mean by wholeness is the ability to devote oneself, the ability to understand what sacrifice is, sacrifice for a team, but also sacrifice for some some outcome that is not sure, mm-hmm. um, embracing like that uncertainty <laughs> on a daily basis yeah. and, and doing the work. Uh, and that kind of thing is going to translate to anything a young person is going to pursue in the future. Anything. And well, I'm going to coach the and coaches out here listening. And I think that's a really important part is the sacrifice. Mm. Right? Uh, how can a coach help their athletes with that message. Does that make sense? Yeah. um, I think there's sacrifice for a team and there's sacrifice for your own development as a human being and as as an athlete. And I think they have to go together. Athletes, especially young athletes, have to understand that there there is no um, complete sacrifice of self for team. That in, in the process of becoming part of a team, an integral part of the team, uh, you gain far more than you lose. And a coach's job is to kind of reveal what that gain is and embrace it. So if you are Rudy, 
you know, and you're going to, you're going to, and that, and that was my role in college, right? I was very good. I was an all American in high school, but when I got to college, I wasn't big or tall enough, didn't quite have the mental um, strength to push through some of those limitations, but I was in practice and I was going to make every starter better. And I recognized that was my role. And my coaches recognized the value of that role. So did my, my teammates. So even though I wasn't gaining the notoriety, I was helping us move forward. And, and that was very satisfying in the end. So having even that my sacrifice of my time and my energy and my effort and my pain for something that wasn't necessarily reflecting directly on me was still very satisfying. Yeah, that's a, that that is a it, one of the things that I talk about in my team is I always ask them who's the most important person in the room, mm-hmm. right? And we go through this exercise, and then someone will say the person next to them, and they'll recognize yeah. them for something that they've done, right? Basketball related or whatever, it doesn't have right. to be, right? A lot of times it is. It's something they've done in practice. You know what? She really I noticed her effort today, or I noticed her energy, or I noticed you know. During the drills, she was really struggling, but then figured it out, right? Mm -hmm. The whole idea behind that, of course, is to put the focus on someone else and work harder for someone else than yourself. Because I think of those limitations we naturally put on ourselves, right? But for some reason, you know, I'm going to do, I'm going to work so much harder for you, Mary, on the court. Uh, if I can change that mindset that I am for myself, mm-hmm. all of a sudden those limitations go away. Yeah. And that's the yeah, whole step that's what we're trying to right, communicate. So, yeah. And there's two things I think in there. Um, one, the sacrifice hasn't, doesn't have to be large. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the things we would do is that I, I decided I would go rebound everybody's ball. You know, I would make sure that I went and got the ball and brought it back. It was a very, very small change. And it was a point in the the year where we were about to lose it. Emotionally, chemistry-wise, we were just on the brink. And just that small gesture, unspoken, and probably unconscious on my part, only upon reflection do I understand what it meant. After a while, everybody was doing that. Everybody was just going and getting someone else's ball and bringing it back. And that sense of camaraderie and very small sacrifice led to a larger feeling of togetherness that we 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 wouldn't have achieved necessarily without those small gestures. And what you said about taking time, just taking time to notice. There's three no's like the, to notice, to name it, and then to know it. Mm. To notice what someone else is doing, to name it out loud, and then to know it about yourself and your team. Those are three things you can do every day in practice. Um, and it does take time away from the the physical aspect, but that mental aspect is so important and yeah. so under exact under um emphasized, I think. And that's the, I like the way you, so it's notice, name it, and know it. Did I get that right? Yeah. And it's yeah. a feedback loop, right? Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You, yeah. So it's it's <laughs> quick and it's something that again a coach can instill in their practice or after a game or whatever it is right i'm curious though going back on the conversation and i think this is really important you okay you achieved high levels in high school now you're at d1 and now you're quote unquote just rebounding we'll call it right (laughs) you obviously came in with an ego thinking hey i just got to do i'm playing d1 basketball 
and realize, oh, I'm not the best person on this team. Mm -hmm. That's a big shot to your ego. So uh, I and let's bring that down now, right, to the other levels in basketball, grade school, right? I'm the mm -hmm. best player on my grade school team. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm not so, oh, I'm not the best one on my high school team anymore, right? Yeah. Right? How how one personally do you make that adjustment and realization how long did it take you and then two is how does a coach hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Help a student through that. Maybe recognize that and give them the tools to like, because there isn't there this balance though. Oh, I'm not the best one, but am I just being hard on myself or am mm -hmm. I really not the best one? Yeah. <laughs> and, and can I, is it just, I just don't know. And I need to get to there. So there's yeah. a lot in that, but I just want to, you know, I think it's a good subject to talk about and how you fight yeah. through all of that. I think I understood it after I was done playing, but I yeah, now having, right. But I, but I understand it now and I understand it watching my son play and coaching. Mm -hmm. And one is that um, there's a wholeness of being that's emerging in every young person and the athlete athletics might be part of it, but in the same journey, where I was struggling on the court, I was starting to write. There was an outlet for my right. frustration and right. it emerged that that was a talent. And so allowing yourself when you hit walls to grow in other directions, that that doesn't mean that that's the end of growth. It just might be a, a means of growing in another direction. Yeah. And the other thing is the notion of being a best on the team. If, if, if we can somehow undercut that by saying you're the best rebounder, you who you've got the best handles. I mean, five people on a team right, that need right. to work together. And to how do you acknowledge and celebrate the talents of someone else without undermining your own ability, undermining your own whatever it is you bring to the team? And 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 if we can figure out a way of instilling that in in the very lowest levels of youth sport. Um, so that as they grow up, they're not thinking I'm, I'm the best or I'm nobody, which is kind of, I don't know that it's an American notion. I spent a lot of time in England and Wales um, where, where football, of course, soccer is more dominant than anything. No one is going to dominate. You got to have all different kinds of talents and abilities to contribute. Um, but how can a coach help a student athlete? Again, Notice them. Notice what they're, hey, I like that nail polish. 
that's cool. What did you get that? That's that, or I like I, other aspects of the person walking in the gym, the whole person walking in the gym. How the test go? Is your sister all right? You know, um, noticing these things, naming them, and then letting that person know that they're known as a valuable part of the team beyond what they can do with that orange ball. Um, and at the lower levels of youth sport, wins and losses, maybe they matter, but they probably shouldn't. Um, it, it really is the development of that whole person. And then helping them when they get to those levels where they meet they meet the boundaries. They, now, some boundaries are solid. If you're five foot one and not a tremendous athlete, there's only so far you can go in the sport, in the sport. There's a lot of other places you can go. Or if that kid is five foot eight and, and she's hit up, she's hit a plateau. And it's now it's hard. Suddenly it's hard. It's never been hard before. How do you help that person say, yeah, it's hard now. What are you going to do? You have two options. You can say, I'm not going to do this because it's hard. Or you can embrace the difficulty and just see how far you can go. And as a coach, you have to kind of recognize the difference between an, a student, an athlete who is 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 discovering hard for the first time. I'm not the best on my varsity team. That's that's an opportunity for growth. Um, I'm probably not going to play in my varsity team. That's also an opportunity for growth, but just just in another direction, and to value that direction as much as you value the varsity team. <laughs> well, and, and what about the opposite of that, though, too, which is the player maybe is, you know, barely made the team, mm -hmm. but then also thinks he or she is the best on the team. Mm. You know, I see that more happens, in boys than I see it in girls. <laughs> you see it more in boys, you said? I see that mentality more in boys than I yeah. see it in girls. Um, you know, we just did a study on Division One and Division Three men's basketball teams, men's sports generally, and the perception of where they were going after this. And Division Three and Division One men all thought they were going pro. Oh wow! <laughs> and, okay. and, and it was like, yeah. yeah, um, you know, because that's kind of what they're born into. Women have not had that True. ceiling. For very long they haven't had something to aspire to so their their eyes have always been broader now i think you let the game teach that kid <laughs> there's not a lot you need to say when they're on the court the game will teach that student that athlete more than your words can now when it doesn't go well then you have then then you have to figure out how to how to speak to that student that you know that that to know that the failure which is which is what it is and we can't say that that doesn't exist to say we fail sometimes we fail that doesn't mean <laughs> you're a lesser person it just means in this particular moment this is not a this is not a success and and to be able to see yourself uh, honestly and with compassion is probably one of the greatest gifts sports can give you. Mm -hmm. And not a lot of people learn to do that. They're often afraid of failure and that fear of failure lasts lifetime because they've never had to confront it. And so as difficult as that is, whenever that happens, and some people find it in junior high and some people uh, come against it like me in college, 
it hurts. It's hard. And the game taught me how to, how to get through it. And the coach wasn't much help. Well, did you get <laughs> bitter towards the coach when this was, did you blame? Cause that's what I see. Yeah. Okay. Now, right. It's the coaches. Oh, he doesn't play me because he doesn't like me. He doesn't play me for whatever reason. Right. It's yeah. it's ball. It's not, it's not because I can't play. It's he doesn't appreciate right. Doesn't love me, doesn't whatever, right? Yeah. And that can, you know, then when a kid gets in the game and she perceives she's not being supported, that can make it harder to actually perform too, to her ability, whatever that is. Um, and I I I haven't, I think you just have to have honest conversations. I had a coach sophomore year in college who said, Look, you're probably not gonna start ever. And I will support you if you want to transfer. I hope you don't. Because I think you have this and this and this to offer the team. And I think that's just as important as scoring a lot of points. But you're probably not going to start. What are you going to do with that information? Yeah, right. And that honesty, as much as it, uh, it, it hurt at the moment, in retrospect, I'm grateful. Did she limit me? I don't think so. You should have seen the athletes I was playing with. They were pretty spectacular. Uh-huh. Um. But at least now I could focus on what I could do, what I could contribute and found great value in, in that. So you you turned that situation into a positive. So you don't look back and saying, oh, that was a failure in my life. And I think you said it before. It taught you something new, which is your ability to write. Yeah, it's still teaching me. And I can't say that I don't have moments when I think back and think if I had just had <laughs> X, Y, Z, if I could have just, and a lot of times I, I come back to my own mental toughness, mm. which wasn't um, nearly as tough as I physically was at the time. Um, and really, I think if we can focus more on those, how do you, how, okay, I can coach a two, two, uh, a two, three zone, mm-hmm. one, three, one zone, fine. I can do all that. How do you coach mental toughness? How do you coach spiritual strength and wholeness, even within these difficult situations? That's an opportunity in youth sport that, that we're not that a little bit of. because we've heard a lot about mental toughness right now. Mm-hmm. You know, we're at uh, coaching youth hoops. We're launching uh, some mental toughness exercises and incorporating that within practice plans. So a youth right. coach has got one to two practices a week can use these exercises, right? Because most of right. us are not trained as sports psychologists, right? Um, no. And, and <laughs> so we need the tools to help us, just like most of the volunteer coaches are not coaches, right? It's not what they do, right? So, you know, we give them the tools. So, we, you know, we're coaching the game on the court and the game in the head. But touch upon that on the mental toughness side, but then also the spiritual side and what you mean by that and explore that a little bit. Well, they're linked. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the, the notion that physical toughness, mental toughness, spiritual wholeness is they're They're separate. They're, they're not, they're yeah. all feeding one another. You look at the best athletes in the world. You look at the Stephen Curry's, you look at the way they approach the game and their physicality. And you think that the two cannot be separated. Now, how did they, how did they learn that? Uh, Phil Jackson has a book, Sacred Hoops, where he 
traces the way that he went from a purely physical player to one that approaches the game on a spiritual and mental level. He uses Buddhism <laughs> as his kind of framework. The difficulty is, of course, we can talk about sports or religion and, and, and politics, like the two things you, you think sports are free of. Uh, how do you how do you do that in a non-denominational open ways? Yeah. I think a lot of the Catholic um, colleges and high schools and lower they, they have a, they have a built-in platform for kind of addressing those kinds of concerns within the framework of the Catholic tradition, which right. the students, by virtue of going there, are buying into. Um, but there are ways of 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 non-denominational just meditate meditative practice. Mm -hmm. uh, learning how to sit in silence gratitude practice is a really really um easy i'd say you can do it every day what are you what are you grateful for today and just that 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 question makes them acknowledge and then it turns the energy of the room into a positive energy hey everybody i hope you enjoy it make sure you subscribe um and we would really appreciate that. Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen, five, those five-star reviews mean a ton to us. Uh, also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.